Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. All right. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Thursday. Thursday, Thursday edition of the Taz Show. We are live right now on the radio.com app. Thank you for listening there, or we're live at TazShow.com or on radio.com on their actual website. Thanks for bringing the show into your day, evening, night, life, whatever. Appreciate that very much. Maybe you're checking out the podcast version of the show, which drops every single day. And if you're doing that, you're doing that at Spotify or iTunes or TuneIn or on the Radio.com app or Cashshow.com. There's a lot of spots to find it. For the most part, wherever you get your pods, you can get this show. So there you have it. Uh, this episode here, going to go over and discuss predictions, previews, whatever you want to call them, for both shows, meaning Survivor Series itself and the day before the show is uh, TakeOver War Games NXT. I will get into that. So we'll do that. Uh, we'll probably do War Games, uh, NXT War Games first, as far as a prediction preview, and then uh, go into Survivor Series. That'll all be in this episode of the Taz Show. If you want to call the show? That's easy. You know what to do. It's a very simple process. All you got to do is dial an 866 475 2948. That's 866 475 Yes, that's what you have to do right there. So. You could jump on that, and that'd be great. That'd be awesome. That's super. Okay. Uh, if you want to give your thoughts on who could win War Games or Survivor Series or whatever, you can jump in that. I'm also going to talk a little bit in this episode about NXT from last night. I did not watch the whole show. Uh, truth be told, I was watching some basketball. I was watching NXT. Then I was watching uh, UNC basketball, then I, I watched that game, then I watched uh, a very little the Nick game, then I was watching, uh, you, uh, who was I watching? Uh, oh, the Lakers, and I fell asleep early in that game. They had some badass powder blue uniforms on, were cool. You see those uniforms they were in there, Dennis, the, the, the Lakers? I did, they, the old school Minneapolis Lakers unis. Cool, very cool, I like that. Kind of like, uh, for those that aren't sports fans, picture the old school San Diego Chargers uniforms beats basketball. But then again, if you're not a sports fan, you wouldn't even know what the <laughs> San Diego Chargers old school uniform is. So, <laughs> but it's like powder blue and gold. Powder blue. Um, all right, so we'll get into that in a little while. So I'm going to have a little chat about the NXT stuff. Uh, so some sports talk real quick. So while we were going off the air yesterday, I was literally signing off. And I saw this news, which perked my ears up, but I couldn't get into it because I had to end the show. So, and I knew if I got into it, I'd have been a little longer wind about it, but now it's like been a day that this is, people have sat with this, football fans, that is, Bills fans. And where I'm going with this is, uh, well, basically, Sean McDermott, head coach of my Buffalo Bills, benched starting quarterback Tyrod Taylor. 
um, and he's going to start the rookie, uh, Nate Peterman. Uh, so Peterman comes in uh, as, as you know, he's a, he was an excellent college player. He played at Pitt for the Panthers, okay? Uh, Fifth-round pick. Um, and, you know, I, here's my thing. I am a fan of Tyrod Taylor. I am a big fan of his. I'm a believer in Tyrod. I am. But the last thing I can sit here and tell you is that Tyrod has got an arm like, uh, you know, Dan Marino or Joe Montana. I mean, I, I can't sit here and tell you that. I like, I've always said this, I like a quarterback that's mobile, that scrambles, that's athletic, that moves, and, and that can make things happen with his feet, and that's Tyrod. Now, um, he doesn't, uh, you know, he'll make some beautiful throws at times and stuff like that. And I saw some, uh, somebody on one of the CBS Sports uh, Twitter accounts, so I don't know who runs these social media accounts for CBS Sports, uh, tweeted something, and I replied to the tweet, something about the, the interception rate and how low it is for Tyrod Taylor. Like the lowest, in the, I don't know if you saw that tweet, and I responded to it. Uh, Dennis, if you have it, let me know. But I, I replied to the tweet, um, and, and it's accurate what they're saying about how his interception rate is so low, meaning Tyrod, no doubt about it, um, which is great. You want uh, He's a quarterback who's athletic, who's smart. Who doesn't make that tells you when his interception uh, percentage is ultra low that he's smart. He doesn't make bad decisions, and that and that those are a lot of the positive things that I love about Tyra Taylor. But kind of what I uh, said, he has a one point five four career interception percentage. It's the lowest in NFL history among quarterbacks with at least one thousand career attempts. Which CBS Sports account tweeted that? That was just at CBS Sports. And no, what was my reply? I'm not even looking at it. I said something. I had a pretty nifty comeback. By you the said, way. "True, I love TT, but isn't knowing isn't known as a quote throwing QB besides checkdowns to running backs, and really isn't producing right now. I support the move. Tough when a player is benched, but coaches see these guys every day in practice. Correct. Now that's the thing. Practice. Coaches see these guys every day, so they 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 know the the, the who's hot, who's not." They know who looks good, who doesn't. They know who mentally is getting a system, who's mentally not getting a system. Now, that doesn't stand for Tyrod because he gets the system. He's been the starter for quite some time, so he knows the offense. So, But I'm talking about players in general. Coaches, it's tough to just, you know, it's tough to sit here and, and, and get mad at the coach when he decides to, to bench the starter. To me, it's tough. This guy sees them every day in practice knows what they're doing in the weight room, understands their psyche to the best he can in the locker room. Like if the guy's in a bad mental place, if he's got something personal going on, he knows all this stuff. He sees how good or bad they look in practice. This is any sport, obviously, not just football. So you always got to, in my view, lean towards what the coach decides when it comes to something like this. Because there's really no agenda here. This is not like youth sports or high school sports where you got a mom or dad who's got a lot of money and is a big booster and they donate money to the school or something like that. That's not how this works with pro sports, guys. Okay, so these coaches need to win. <laughs> That's how they keep their jobs. So they want to put the best guys out there that can get them victories. And Coach McDermott just feels like, uh, well, you know, Nate is the guy. Uh, and what I'm telling you, what I tweeted about, about Tyrod is the truth. He is not known as a guy who's going to push the ball you know, uh, down the field, 40, 50 yards uh, every offensive series. Dennis, you're a football fan. So is Anthony. 
Uh, I want I want you guys weigh in. I mean, you tell me. I, 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 you disagree with this? What I'm saying? About uh, him? No, you're 100 percent right with him. I I know you were a big Tyrod guy, or you still are. So, yeah, I was I, I was never high on. He was he was very average to me. He you know he could win games with his legs, but his arm isn't where not ideal for. All right, that's a ditto. That, and, her, and please bring Anthony into the show. Anthony, that was that just not a ditto? Oh lord! Yeah, was it was basically a ditto. I kind of feel. Oh, diff- really? What? Yeah, really I, was I feel a little different. Not obviously, it's the outside looking in. I'm, they're in it right now, and I, I'm a big Tyrod guy. I'm hoping this leads to him ending up on the Broncos, but that's me <laughs> looking way into the future. I love it. That's spoken like a true fan of his team. I'm I, a I, mark. <laughs> so now, okay. Dennis, I will give you one more chance to explain yourself. Just don't repeat what I said. I mean, you're saying basically what I'm saying, sir. I'm trying to help you become the lead guy of dead air when it comes around in 2020 or 2021, you know? We were told 2025. Be ready. Just be ready. These moments will help you. And begin. Uh, I, f- I think it's a smart move because Tyrod, he's not moving the needle. Like, his numbers... His the interception rate is the only thing that looks good. He's only thrown ten touchdowns against three picks this year, but he's not like the offense is plotting. It's not, you know, they won games well, early on. That we have no we have no weapons. The Bills we don't really I shouldn't say no weapons. We don't have a plethora of weapons for Tyrod, but that's not the main problem. I mean, we got Kelvin Benjamin there now. You know, from the Panthers, this big giant awesome wide receiver, rocking a great number in number thirteen. And and the thing is. We, I, I, don't even, I don't even know how many receptions. He had like two or three receptions. We couldn't get him the ball. I think the other problem is a little bit the offensive line. You know, I think the defense isn't helping Tyrod either. Our defense is playing like poopy, right or wrong. The Bills' defense is not playing like it was. Well, that was uh, the problem. At the, yeah, at the beginning of the year, they were playing great, and you were winning. And now, right. what is it? You guys are on a two- or three-game losing streak, and it's right. – I mean, the defense has given up huge chunks of yards, which – not good. I mean, you, you can't blame the quarterback for that because obviously he's not playing that side of the ball. But right. if the offense wasn't anything great all season, all right, maybe it's time to make a change. They're, right now they're the sixth seed. So, I don't know, yeah. shake it up. Maybe maybe the offense gets a spark that's or it. something. I get, I, I get I, I, McDermott's I, I, logic. I that's the beauty of football, though. Like, you know, if you keep going three and outs with your offense, you know, now the defense doesn't get a chance to breathe. They, they can't – they got to suck, suck it up because they're – they just got off the field. Now they're gassed. Now they're gonna get back on the field. You know, uh, like so now. So the point is, like, you gotta have that that cohesiveness between the two teams within your team, the offense and the defense, because it really is two teams. There's an offense and a defense. So uh, you know, people just think of one team. But when you're at practice, like I know when I was in college playing football, we were looked at as two separate teams. There was the offense and the defense, and then game day we come together. That's kind of how it is. Uh, so you got to have both those teams, the offense and defense, gel together. So the offense isn't putting out three and outs, and our defense can re-strategize because that's the key. What happens that no one talks about when the defense is on the sideline with the, the position coaches and the defensive coordinator, that's when they're looking at iPads and strategy from from the coaches up in, in the booth and all this jazz. And and you need the offense, our offense, to stay in the field so we could figure out what's going on with the opposing team's offense. That's a simple thing, but no one thinks about it. That's sort of less time that our defensive coordinator and our position coaches have to talk to our defensive players, the tougher it is to win the game. And we need our offense to stay on the field. Now, for football fans, this sounds like football one-on-one, but if you really think about it, no one thinks about what I'm saying, like in detail. 
that's what that's that's one of the key problems with a three and out is for the defense. And well, what does that matter? Well, I'll tell you what it matters. It matters everything. Because in a game, the offense knows where they're going with the ball. The defense doesn't. So the defense needs to try to figure it out by looking at little little uh, uh, hints of what's going on structurally with the offensive line or the tight end or or maybe the, the slot back, the slot receivers, or whatever they're doing or whatever the formation is, I should say. So, you know, I'm really getting inside baseball here, Dennis, for football. This is deep. You just heard that. I got deep just there. Yeah, yeah also, I mean, to your point, if you're if the defense is on the field for I don't know, let's say like 60, 70 plays a game, in the fourth quarter they're shot. Like forget about catching your breath, you don't have it anymore. And then teams just run down your throat. They just oppose their will on you. And and that's where the Bills have really been struggling is the the defense is just on the field too much. That was the beauty with you and Matt Stack. Matt Stack ran that offense in your high school. Triple option. That- Control the clock. Oh, tri- Triple offense, Jones. Did you guys pull guards? Were you pulling linemen? What were you doing? Oh, that? pulled everybody. Pulling centers, pulling tackles. We counter trays. We ran it all. Speaking of pulling, I'm wondering if we could get Pat's brother, Tug, whenever we do the Tazathon. Can you get Tug on the show, too? We'll talk to Pat. I, we spoke with Pat yesterday. He's fired up. Um, I think he's going to be a little upset well, when he finds well, out we got, want Tug. He's got... He's got plenty of time in his hands. He lost. <laughs> Whoa! He's got plenty of time in his hands. You don't think he's gonna watch? Because I know him and Tug have a little bit of a heat with each other, even though they're brothers. Yeah, I, it doesn't help that Tug has great facial hair too. Pat, I mean, Pat's oh, very. Uh, he's lacking hair on his on his face in general. So well, I don't think Pat can grow hair. That's part of the issue. That's what they it's said. One of those his eyebrows, Chihuahuas. Well, his eyebrows are actually fake. That's the, Anthony told me. That. And isn't that true that he's got fake eyebrows? That's what the, you said to me anyway. Yeah, I think he, he draw, draws them on like an old Italian woman. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be my suck guy? All right, so uh, we got... Uh, we got... We got so... Uh, all right, Nate will uh, start against the Chargers. Peterman. Uh, Doesn't he sound... Or, it sounds like an accountant. Nathan Peterman. It sounds like yeah, I know you're not a Seinfeld guy, but it's Jay Peterman. It was a character on on Seinfeld, dude. You got to just Google it. You'll see. It's funny, man. He owned like this apparel, like you know Eddie Bauer, like the apparel, yeah, yeah. Eddie the clothing picture, like that. That's what his Nate Pe- Peterman guy was. He owned like a <laughs> clothing company, and he was like, "Hi, I'm Nate." He's like Nate Peterman, and like I, I don't even know how to explain his like this guy Nate Peterman, not Nate Peterman. Yeah, no, that's that's the quarterback. I'm talking about Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. It's it's very funny. I mean, I know a lot of fans that listen to my show uh, are Seinfeld fans, so they get it. But, yeah, it's the same name. Oh, I know the like, actor. I actually saw this act. I don't know his name. You're looking at him? Yeah. This uh, was – I don't know his name. But John O'Hurley is the actor's name. And then uh, – Dude, I saw him walking by St. Patrick's Cathedral about two months ago. I was driving. I was leaving the city. And uh, I was driving. I was at a red light. Right by by the church, by St. Patrick's Cathedral, and I'm like, who is this guy? And he's walking. Ah, probably about three or four months ago, I showed. He's walking with somebody. He's tall as hell, and I'm like, oh shit, that's Jay Peterman, right? So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know his real name. I know his character name, and uh, you know, I I don't normally mock out for anybody famous. I don't really care, but when I saw him, I'm like, wow. That was in the car, you know. So uh, I was cranking uh, Jay Z. So I was like. <laughs> Oh, and then I have like That's one of his better songs. <laughs> so we also have uh, the commissioner, Roger Goodell. 
So this is interesting. Uh, and then I'll get into some uh, talking about the whole uh, NXT and uh, Survivor Series. Okay. So this is like kind of crazy to me. Roger Goodell, this came out a couple days ago. He is asking for a $50 million raise. Now, I tweeted off of this thing. He asked this a couple days ago. I tweeted about this. He, a 50 million, I didn't get a chance to talk about it. A $50 million raise. Salary. $50 million salary. And a lifetime private plane in his latest contract negotiations. Now, let me get this straight. Did he get this yet? No, right? This is what he's trying to get. No, he's negotiating with the owners currently. What he be? So, this is... I, I, Let's forget about, just for a second, that little minor thing of a $50 million salary. Let's just forget that for a second. Let's just forget that for a second. The private plane in itself thing, how much money that costs? He wants a lifetime private plane. Lifetime. The balls on this fucking guy. Are you kidding me, Raj? Now I know why he's got... More heat than a monster in a Godzilla movie. People hate this guy. I hate him now. $50 million, a private plane for life. Are you curing cancer, Mr. Godell? What are you doing, bro? What are you doing? You are the den mother for a bunch of overpaid, awesome young athletes. That's what you do. So you deserve $50 million and a lifetime private jet. My ass. Ass, I say. That means he's going old school negotiating here, Dennis. He's going, well, let me see. Uh, you know, I want to get what I really want is $30 million. So I'll go $20 million above. I want the plane... For only half my life, not all of it. So I'll ask for all of it. See, I thought he was just gonna like ask for the fifty and the plane, and then be like, you know what? Let me forego the salary as long as you guys can guarantee me the plane. I'm satisfied. I agree with you because then what you do is you take the plane and you just sell it on eBay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's real simple. So, um, dude, this is insane. This whole thing. This guy needs. He needs, don't he needs, I'll tell you what he needs. He needs like an old man, a guy that's pushing 100, that can hardly walk, but has a trigger leg and has like an old war injury, so he's wearing jeans, okay, the yeah, old yeah. man. And he, but he's got a metal sh leg. His whole leg is steel, but no one knows it. And he has a button, the old man, that he pushes on his hip. Mm -hmm. and, boom! and it's just nut shots, kicks Roger in the balls. That's what he needs, an old guy with a fake leg that's metal with a button kicking this guy right in his nuts. Holy ah. shit. Dude, this is crazy. The balls on this guy. I can't, I can't wait to meet Roger Goodell. I'm going to tell him to his face, you have some nerve, sir. Some nerve. Can I get a ride to you until he's in your plane? <laughs> he better not get... I, I, I don't. I just don't understand the nerve. It's crazy to me. I mean, he's got to think he's doing a good job as a commissioner, right? For you to ask for fifty million and a life and a a private jet for life. Ex Jerry Jones, I was doing. <laughs> that was Cowboys owner. Ex him, Jerry Jones. I think Jerry Jones. Oof, 
But what he actually Jerry Jones should put a fake metal leg on and go up to Roger Goodell, push a button, and kick Roger Goodell in the balls. That's what should happen. Old tripod. Wasn't that Jerry's Speaking nickname? Speaking of the Cowboys, Zeke Elliott, running back Ezekiel Elliott, uh, basically withdraws this, uh, uh, the appeal. He's going to take the suspension, the full six-game uh, suspension. Um, you know, this this whole story has been going on, I feel like, forever. Really. I mean, I feel like forever. Uh, enough for I don't care anymore. I, I really don't care anymore. I I don't think anybody cares anymore. I mean, except for cowboy fans, even them. I I, I don't know. It's like, does it not for nothing, right? I mean, you guys feel like it's kind of lost a little luster the story, like as far as the whole suspension. Ezekiel Elliott last year uh, was f- boiling hot on the field. Um, y- you know, it's different this year and all this stuff, and it started off rough where he was going to be suspended. I feel like it's been going on the. It has been going on the whole season. The whole season. I mean, that's the problem is that, you know, he's – they suspend him. He appeals. The appeal wins. Then the, the right. NFL takes the next step to – and yeah. it's been an ongoing cycle. And eventually it's like, all right, enough is it. Like, just, it's over. Yeah, people man. people are just annoyed. Nobody wants to hear it anymore. Oh, you get, you're just – you're getting into your team, even if your team is losing like you, the Giants. And, and the Giants and the – you know, uh, the Cowboys hate each other, but big NFC rivalry Jones, but – you got to get to a point where you don't care about this either. I mean, you don't. Who cares? It gets to the point where it's like it's it's nonstop. It's you know what I mean. Like no one the cares. Cowboys, right? And the Cowboys are not. They got a lot of losses here. You know, they're they're they're. I'm looking here. So they just lost Atlanta, right? They lost. They got smoked to Atlanta, twenty-seven-seven. Okay. Then they they before that they won three in a row. Then they they lost two in a row. They lost to the Rams. They lost to the Packers. By the way, these Rams, you got to be careful with these Rams. They're looking pretty good, buddy. Leading the uh, NFC West. Telling you. So, uh, so anyway, so um, that's the deal. All right, let me get a real quick mention this, and then we're going to go to break. I just want to say, um, just a quick wrestling topic, then we'll get into the other side, uh, wrestling full throttle, basically. Uh James Ellsworth was released from WWE. I think everybody knows that, that follows the business uh, as fans, uh, wrestling community. And so it sucks that WWE released James Ellsworth. Now, you know, I tweeted at him. I said, basically, keep your head up type thing. You know, I was I wanted to be a wise ass and say, keep your chin up, but I didn't want to be, I didn't want to tweet that. That would have been <laughs> well, because that gets lost. Down. Well, that, that gets lost in translation on Twitter. That's not nice. You know, that's. You know, then I'm like the kid that everybody was going, that including me, was getting mad at about uh, when, what's her name got released? Emma. Uh, Leo Rush. And Leo Rush. Then I'm the next Leo Rush then if I do that. so But yeah, you can't you, do it in Twitter. Then you got to come I out say Monday on, and yell at yourself. <laughs> but no, but if I say it on the air, like it's different. Then people know. I would say it in a joking fashion. But oh, you could have put it in all caps. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I could have. <laughs> people would have no, thought I, you were yelling at him. <laughs> I know, and the only reason why there's nothing funny in my, you know, obviously my view about someone getting released, but later on I saw that James Ellsworth tweeted something that was funny. That's why I think he's taking this okay. He tweeted something like there was something with uh, with Carmella and um, Big Cass uh, from the Divas thing, and he tweeted Ellsworth tweeted something like, "Wait, you know, Carmella and Cass are a couple this whole while or something." It was very funny. Whatever he tweeted, it was something like that. It was very funny. So he's taking this well, I guess, as well as he can. But look, this is a guy who I, I kind of tweeted. No one expected him to get to this level. People, no one believed in him. 
to ever get to the WWE. And he got not only to the WWE, he got a massive victory on an AJ Styles, uh, which a lot of people can't say. He also um, had a plethora of TV time and pushed and all this jazz. Uh, he helped Carmella get to where she's getting now as a heel. He def- As a partner, he as a dance partner, he helped her. You know what I mean? Uh, on air, on screen I'm talking about because it, it worked for a good chunk of time. Uh, everything. He had a lot of spotlight. So this guy's going to be a red-hot thing in the independent scene. I think he has something to do with one of the indies. Uh, I don't know who, though. I'm, I'm not in Maryland because I know he's from the Baltimore, D.C. area. I think he's from Baltimore, actually. Um, but anyway, he, he, I think he's going to be fine. But you know what? You, you're better off, James Ellsworth. They weren't. They had you walking around with a leash and a dog collar and all that craziness. You don't need that crap. It's just going to kill anything you had positive for your career. So I think for him it's a good thing. And he's going to make it work. He seems like he's a, a sharp cookie. So, um, you know, sucks that they released him. You know, you don't want to see someone get released. But um, there's definitely life outside of WWE. And uh, and I hope it goes well for James Ellsworth. All right, I got to go to break. Other side of break, uh, before we get into talking about NXT uh, for this Saturday and for uh, Survivor Series Sunday, I'm going to let you people know about a massive mistake. That happened on NXT yesterday while you watched the broadcast. Massive. Wasn't a writer's mistake. Wasn't a botch spot. Oh, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. A big mistake that no one spotted. Cash show. Sit tight. to tell you guys about that flop, big flop that NXT did last night. But first, I want to know about safety while you roll. Yeah, looking for better traction and control the season? Then pick up a set of Kumo tires for an exceptional and reliable ride. That's a fact, kids. Keep on track your destination this season with Kumo tires. Okay, choose your tire and find your local dealer at KumoTireUSA.com. Listen, football season, right? So getting to the end zone or crossing the finish line starts with the right tires to keep you on track. Ah, <laughs> yeah, and Kumo tires, well, they do just that. They keep you on track with engineered high, ultra high performance for your journey. You cannot go wrong with Kumo tires. When your car demands ultra high performance handling, comfort and control and safety, be sure to choose Kumo tires. Remember, it's KumoTireUSA.com. That's KumoTire. Better always. So I'm watching uh, a little bit of NXT uh, last night. And again, I did not watch the whole show. So I have to tell you, I did not. So I saw my man, Lars Sullivan, right? Who I just, I love Lars Sullivan. I'm a big fan of Lars. Just the guy, I, I always talk about looking the part. You know, the money, like Vince McMahon always said, is like right in your face. You put a square around your, someone's face, their eyes, their nose, their mouth, their expression. That's where the money lies. And I've always said this about Lars. I think Lars has a huge future ahead of him. 
His body looks great. Looks like he might have cut a few pounds. Looks a lot more muscular. Ultra athletic for a guy that's as big as he is. I don't know. He's got to be somewhere. I mean, Dennis, maybe you can get his actual height. He's got to be 6'6", 6'7"-ish, something crazy like that. And just a massive dude that's ultra athletic. Big fan of his. They have him they have him listed at 6'3", 303. 6'3"? I'm 6'2", and he's definitely taller than me. Well, he's got six, you by an inch. 6'3", dude, really? No, I, that's crazy. I, he looks a lot bigger than that to me. Wow, 6'3"? Okay, well, maybe I'm wrong. He looked a lot bigger than that. I mean, I've seen him work enough. He feels big. There you go. Well, those are things that could end up in the sound effects store, folks, but I digress. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, see, if Anthony would have said that, it'd be like, okay, timestamp, cold, we write that. Uh, no, he ha- he's been complaining. He's like, how come all the, all the sexual drops are about me? I have no idea what drops he's talking about. We don't do that here on the show, so I digress. But anyway, the thing is. I would love um, to see some nipples. Here's the thing. Okay, this Law Sullivan is money. Money. I don't care if he's six three, six six, seven three, whatever tall he is, whatever height he is, I should say. Don't matter. He's he's the real deal. Okay, he's a real deal, and this is just the beginning of his career. He's he's money. He's money. He's money. He's big money. Okay, no doubt about it. He wrestled Raul Mendoza yesterday, um, and uh, so what happens is, uh, and he wins the match, obviously. So what happens is, because they're doing this big match this Sunday. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, Ono comes out, okay? Ono comes out, gets in, 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 uh, you know, his face and in, in Law's face and all this stuff because that's where they're going this Sunday. They're going to have a match. I'm sadly, this Saturday, they're going to have a match. Okay. Um, I, I hate, I don't want to come off like I'm about to bash <laughs> Mauro Ronaldo here because that there's something that needs to be discussed. On my show here, we're going to do that. And it, it, I'm tr- I want to handle it the right way, so I want to preface it first by saying that I am not trying to do that. So Cassis Ono comes out to get in the face of Lars. And they had like a stare down for a second, no physicality, which was smart. And then they had Lars just laugh in his face and leave the ring. And that's good booking. You leave the baby face there in the middle of the ring to walk off kind of the bad guy. And the bad guy's smirking like, oh, I'm going to get you another day and my day is coming you know whatever this saturday at takeover war games in houston you know that type of thing <clears throat> and the announcers you know Mauro handled that properly but Mauro said something along the lines of and i'm slightly paraphrasing uh well these they uh, they'll get their hands on each other or uh you know will get his hands on lars a week from this Saturday at TakeOver Houston. A week from this Saturday, he said. Dennis, did you hear this? I did, yes. He said Initially a week you did. from... I, I, I had to point it out to you, correct. And, and and be honest, you had to watch it a few times and then you caught it, correct? Yeah, I did. you said you were like, oh, but you were like, you timestamped, you were like, double check this, make sure that... And I was like, I listened to it once, I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking for. And you were like, when? You were like, what days takeover? And then I heard right. it, and I was like, uh huh. So when I say to you what days takeover, when I text that to you, that was in sarcasm. Like, what days takeover? 
and then listen to what Mara said. That's that. So you read it wrong because you have a mental block. Well, you didn't now, put it so in all caps. Okay, I'm done talking to you for the rest of the show. So, so now this is what happens. Morrow says the wrong time, the wrong day when the show's going to happen. This is the go home, the NXT go home for the pay per view. This is the NXT go home for for the takeover. I should say for used to pay per whoever the hell it is on the WWE network. This is the go home, and he messes that up. <clears throat> now, it might not be Morrow's fault. That's all I want to let you people know. That's a massive mistake. That's a massive mistake that fell through the cracks. You can't let something like that fall through the cracks. Well, how does it fall through the cracks? Folks, there's a lot of layers, and it's hard for it to fall through the cracks. You know why? That show wasn't live. If it's live and you make that mistake, it's human error. I've done it. It happens. No big deal. I wouldn't even really say much about it. I don't care. Um... A post-produced show like that is, you, you, you can't let that fall through the cracks. That's whoever's producing the announcers, no matter if it's Triple H or uh, Michael Cole or whoever is doing that, it got past whoever's producing them. That's number one, when it was live to tape when Morrow did it. Then it got past, which is even worse, whoever produces, who does the uh, audio editing and proofs the show before it goes out. In production, whoever that may be, that's a problem, and that doesn't happen a lot with WWE. At least the WWE that I worked for, that that didn't really happen. That, you know, that's a go home mistake for saying the wrong go home is not good. That's bad. Um. Well, how does this happen? Like I said, it falls through the cracks. I I'm sh- I was shocked. That's why I heard it. I, I was as I watched it. I stopped it. I'm like, wait a minute. I literally had to pause and make sure I heard it right. And I backed it twice. Listened to it twice. And then this morning here, I text Dennis. Said, hey, here's a timestamp. And if you people want to hear it, it's twenty. It's twenty point uh, forty seven seconds into the show. Twenty minutes. Uh, how do I word that, Dennis? 20 minutes and 47 seconds into the 20 show, minutes right? and, yeah. yeah, 47 seconds. That's what I said, okay? Wise ass, 2047. Here's your timestamp, and you can hear it. It's, I, hey, you know, it's it's a post-produced show. Now, let's talk about how does Mauro make that mistake. He's not a dumb guy. We know that. He's a very good announcer. We know that. Even though I, at times I've ripped some of his work, I'm not an ultra fan of his work at times. I think he's piped down a little bit with the screaming. You don't scream as much. Um, I'm not a fan that a lot of stuff he says sounds like it's a script. That I don't like. Um, he makes hip-hop references, which can be very funny if he does it a little bit more funnier. He mentioned Kodak Black yesterday, to, uh, you know, uh, which I thought was funny. You don't even know who that is, do you, Dennis? He's a hip-hop artist. <laughs> Such a hack. Why don't you just say, no, I didn't. Anthony, you know, right? I do know. He's a uh, very no, well-known mumble rapper. Did you say the word mumble? Yes. <laughs> I got it. 
you are a fan of Kodak Black, Ant, I'm assuming. You rap similar to him. Um, yeah, as in we both rap very average. Great. I feel like you are sitting right next to Dennis right now. Like you're sitting right next to him. There's no video on you guys. And like, I, are you sitting on Dennis's lap as we do the show? I am not. I am in the studio though because there's a million boxes okay. in the cave. Oh. Stump my groin. Gotcha. So anyway, so how does this happen? I'll tell you how this happens. Morrow's not a dumb guy. He's a smart guy, and he's been around the block as a broadcaster and a radio guy. He knows what he's doing. It's very easy to make the mistake he made. Very easy. I have done a ton of professional wrestling commentary post-produced in my career. Uh, no particular order from, you know, well, I'll do it in order. I mean, from Sunday Night Heat to Jacked and Metal <clears throat> that was in WWF at that time. I've done a bunch of that stuff, all, stuff, all post-produced. SmackDown, a bulk, a bulk of SmackDowns were done post-production, as you guys, a lot of you guys know. So I've done tons of that, uh, meaning when you tape a bunch, a lot of times when you tape several weeks of TV or a couple of weeks of TV in one sitting while you're ringside, okay, so you could get confused or make a mistake or something like that, definitely, that can happen. Most of the stuff that I've done like that where it was bulk tapings and where you can mess up as an announcer is in TNA. I've done a bunch of where I would sit there at Universal Studios with Mike Tanay in Orlando, <clears throat> and we would do sometimes, you know, whatever, three, four weeks of TV. So we would call a lot of it live to tape, but then we had to go into the studio and do what they call pickup lines or wild lines, as the word goes. And we would have to, because if stuff didn't make sense or they changed the storyline for this week, for the previous week, the commentary had a match. There's people who proof the audio and video in production. That's how it works. That's why this fell through the cracks, and it shouldn't. <laughs> this shouldn't happen. There's a lot of layers in those cracks, not just who's producing the announcers. Because Michael Cole might have been producing the announcers from the gorilla position for sure. And maybe when they shot this segment with Cassis Ono coming into the ring after Laws just beat Mendoza, maybe, just maybe, that angle, that spot they set, they did there, was supposed to be two weeks from the pay-per-view. It might have been. And something obviously changed, and they pushed it back a week. You got to fix the commentary. You gotta fix the commentary. You gotta take that line out. You gotta do something. That's a big. That's a problem. Oh, you're making a big deal out of nothing. Oh, that's picky. Okay, I'm making a big deal out of nothing, eh? I sound. I sound like Seth when he's doing the thing on the floor, talk. Making a big deal out of nothing, eh? I sound like a guy from like, from like carnival barker guy again from the 20s. You yeah, know, step right up. You think it's a big uh, deal? Well, it is. I'm making a big deal of nothing. Says who? You say that? Hey, oh yeah. <laughs> like one of those guys from like the uh, the old gangster movies. Cigar in his mouth. Zoot <laughs> suit. Tommy gun. Yeah. <laughs> making a big deal out of nothing, eh? Yeah, so, come over uh, here and say it in my face. And a lot of those guys would would finish the sentence all the time with "Hey, come say it to my face, eh?" Now that's, a, now that's a Canadian thing. Maybe that's something that Pat McGroin should do for the... Well, we'll do this in the 
Taz, Taz has done. We'll come up with different concepts. That could be good if he finishes everything with A. Not the Canadian style. I'm a simple man and the best of what we got. Woo! Hey. Maybe, maybe if he finishes just something. No, we'll get that down the road. But anyway, so so I, I just, it's just like it's like I see a, a flashing light. I'm like, oh, I'm like I'm going after flashing light. I'm in the middle of a, a diatribe here. My opening monologue. So these mistakes, this type of mistake is a big mistake. It's not me being picky. It's not me being the pain in the balls. I'm being honest with you. That can't happen for the go home for a pay per view. That can't happen for a big match. You know, Casasono and Law Sullivan. I mean, they they're only putting out, uh, I believe, five matches on on War War uh, War Games Takeover. It's five matches, right? I think six, maybe five, whatever. So every match is a big match. They got two dark matches, and they got the they got Ono Sullivan. They got Black versus Dream. They got. Uh, Fatal Four Away for the girls. They got the and then they got the War Games match, and they also have the Almas versus McIntyre for the title. So that's not a lot of matches, which they always do a good job at. They NXT doesn't need to put on takeover a lot of matches. They they'll give these matches. We'll have a lot of time. It'll be quality. It's good stuff. No problem. You can't. So every match is big. That's my point about the card. Ono versus Sullivan is a big match. You can't you can't have that mistake. And I'm telling you. I bet most people didn't even notice this. I'm telling you. And you shouldn't notice it, I guess. And, you know, some might think, God, Taz must sit there with like, his ear to the TV like, eh, what'd you say, hey? Like, no, I'm not doing that. I've just been doing this long enough that, you know, it, it happens. You hear it. You know what to listen for. Sense might have made no sense. Let's go down to Florida, Fort Lauderdale, I say, and let's talk to Peter. Peter, you are on the Taz show. What do you say, Haas? Hey, what's going on, Taz, man? Hey, I just want to put you over. I actually put a couple people over. Um, I don't know if it was earlier this week or late last week. You were talking more or less uh, being in the business back in the day where uh, interaction with the audience and not feeding too much into them. Uh, yes. In comparison to nowadays and smaller promotions. Uh, being kind of the opposite. You are dead right about that. Um, I went to the ROH Elite Show at the uh, War Memorial Auditorium, which I know is near and dear to your heart. Broke my and, neck there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's also the first the first time I ever went to a wrestling event there. It was also uh, the first time I saw you. So it's near and dear, at least in my heart. Um, uh, yeah, well, I, I, you know, the good, the cool thing, Pete, is that I actually, I, I think you might know this, I wrestled there after I broke my neck. Yeah. I've done shows there a lot so i've had a lot of success there besides the you know getting hurt badly there you know so. I've, caught you, I've caught you there at least two or three times one of them was the first time with the pay-per-view so i, I used to uh, love working in that building dude like ecw days like we we like you know once we started rocking and rolling we used to love going to fort lauderdale we we always had good shows there you people that were there uh were always red hot we we loved working in that building for the uh, most part most of the locker room did seriously yeah, it was awesome because I, a friend of mine went for the first time in the building. I kind of actually explained to him the way they had it set up was the same way ECW used to have it set up, where ROH has been there in the past, but they never used the bleachers kind of stand. How yes. ECW used the bleachers, you guys would come, you know, entrance wise through the middle of the bleachers. So I yeah. thought that was kind of a nice throwback. But is it still, hold on, is, it, the, is that building is that building still the same? We're talking about the one more in Fort Lauderdale. It's folks, exactly if you don't know. the same. It is. That's cool. That's not cool. a yeah. thing has changed there, my friend. Not a <laughs> thing has changed inside or outside. 
But yeah, the thing that you were mentioning, I went to the show and I, you know, been to some WWE shows and, um, you know, interaction with, you know, the talent is kind of, you know, hit or miss depending on, you know, if you're paying for an autograph and so forth. Dude, I walk around this place. I'm talking from these, this, the, the least known guy on the card up to everyone in the Bullet Club, uh, the announcers, Ian and Cole Cabana. Everyone was so nice and so uh, personal with you. Everybody that I kind of ran into, I'm talking, every member of the Bullet Club, including Brandy Rose, the announcers, whomever, the one thing they all said was, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. And I kind of was just thrown off. I was like, cool, that makes me like want to now support them. We'll go watch their weekly show and things of that sort. Of course. So, of course. I thought you nailed that. I didn't, you know, I was like, when you first said it, I was like, eh. Then I go to the mm. show, and sure enough, it's exactly like that. So It I has to be were, now. It's def- it's, I'm sorry, continue, continue. No, no, no you, were def- you definitely nailed it. The other thing I want to mention, um, I don't know if this is more or less, like, a, to answer, to, to reply to your video issue that's going on with the show, but it's definitely a suggestion. CBS Sports has this beautiful app that is available on a multiple, a multiple uh, devices, uh, I would love to see the Taz show uh, come on there. It's much easier to watch it through a device and so forth. And you guys are super. Wait, hold on. What, what is the which app is this? Tell me the name of the actual app. Uh, I think it's just CBS Sports. They have their own like app. I know they have yeah. some of their shows. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That, the they show yeah. live on there, simulcast wise, that you can watch yeah. it. You know, on their normal channel. Uh, yeah. yeah, that'd be a the great problem, idea. The for problem, you guys to the be problem, on there. I don't think that's going to happen, and and this is why. Not just my show. I'll, here's the thing, like what uh, I think it was just official, more or less yesterday, the whole merger uh, with, with Entecom, the company, and CBS Radio that happened yesterday. So it's kind of like we are, as far as CBS Sports, kind of separate from them, from what I understand. Again, this gotcha. is above, above my gotcha. pay grade. So, no, there's, there's going to be a lot of different stuff going on here really soon. Thing, I think, uh, again, I've been saying that for a while, Pete, as you know, uh, but uh, I'll be able to get into more detail soon. I think I might know some more stuff soon about what, all, you know, the future for, for what we do here on the Taz show and, and stuff like that. And what 2018 might look for, I think very soon I might be able to explain that to everybody, Pete. So, um, uh, be, it'd be cool to catch you guys, you know, something a little bit more available than just your website. I'd love yeah, I don't, I really am more of an audio on demand kind of guy with your show because I don't have, uh, believe it or not, I have a cell phone provider. I don't have unlimited data, so. Uh, no, a lot of people don't. It's expensive. A lot of people don't. I yeah, no, I did, and I used to catch you guys live all the time. But yeah, just mm. it's, uh, I guess a more of a video aspect of it because you guys are hilarious, and you know, it's, it's you. cool to just you know, it's cool, definitely cool. Unless you guys, unless you guys every day, if I miss an episode, I'm downloading the podcast version or the audio on demand version. Don't, don't want to get any heat. But, um, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> no, it's other right. avenues okay. to catch you guys. Pete, thanks for calling. I'm not sure. I mean, uh, we'd have to see. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's true, what he's reporting or not. All right. So the thing, like I was saying, back to what I was saying about uh, about announcers saying stuff when you're doing something that's in post-production, okay? And you're it's it's not an easy task here to do when you're taping a lot of TV in one sitting. It's not. It's not. Things do get – I mean, I got to tell you the truth. I, when I first went to TNA, I my head was spinning, you know. And I've called like a bunch of WrestleManias. I called all these big matches WWE. I mean, calling the matches were easy and getting over characters and the storylines weren't hard. It's just it was the the logistics. Like this week is for this week. Don't say this here. We're doing on camera here. That's gonna be the fun. It was like paint by numbers. Mike TNA used to help me so much. Like, no, dude, this is for this week. I, 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 he was used to it. And then it took me a couple of tapings to get used to it. 
um, it was really like, you know, it, when I was doing the main event mafia, when I was part of that with Samoa Joe for that short time, I didn't know which week we were doing running in on or that. And Joe would tell me, Joe, no, Tad, this is for this week. This, like, because he was used to it too as a performer, as a wrestler. You know, so that stuff can get confusing. It can until you get used to it. And Mauro's used to it. I'm not saying he's not, but this was obviously something that fell through the cracks. It might not have been his fault, even though he's he's the one who said it. Um, it might not might have been his fault, but at the end of the day, no, I can't say at the end of the day. It might have been his fault. I don't think it was. I think that he thought. Let's let's just think. Those were all done. I don't know. They could have. They could have. That segment. Here's this is the thing. That segment could have been recorded. Out of joint, out of a sequence with the other segments that aired yesterday. Dennis, you follow me on that? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Of course, your shot was attacked. On that note, can't follow that. Uh, I'm going to go to break. Okay, other side of break, I will get right into War Games, NXT, Houston, speaking of NXT, and we will discuss that. Uh, apparently, there's new rules with War Games. I'm going to go over the new rules that I'm not a fan of. Uh, Tasho, sit tight. Twitter right here. Looking at a uh, couple of people. I'll just give some shout outs here. Well, I'm live. I'm going to get to talk about the WWE NXT show War Games, uh, the preview prediction gimmick in a second. Uh, Patrick, uh, Pete Trimble 66 on Twitter says to Maggie Gray, who is the new, come January, be one of the three people uh, picked to do the afternoon drive to. Here in uh, New York, WFAN, where Mike Francesa says, Maggie, never heard the show since I'm in Pittsburgh, and I didn't realize how big this is. But Taz gives you high praise, so congrats. I like that. I like when a fan from outside of New York is a fan of the Taz show and, and what I do out here. This is the loyalty of wrestling fans and goes and gives a shout out to someone he doesn't know, not familiar with her work because he doesn't live in the same town and he doesn't have access to hearing her work or whatever. Um, and and he gives her... Dennis, how nice is that? That is a, actually a very kind gesture. Thank you, Patrick, for That's supporting this fans. show first and supporting no Maggie, Maggie, who's one of the nicest people you'll ever work with in radio. Second to yourself. Well, well I was going to say, I'm the nicest. We know that. Maggie's very nice. Moose is dirt. You know Moose. Mark Belusis, that bum, I'm so mad at him still for that comment <laughs> about the Mets and the Yankees that I'm not allowed to root for the Yankees. God, I can't wait to see him again. Maybe um, if we do the Tazathon, maybe Moose could swing by. That'd be pretty good. People like Moose, I thought. 
I think so. I mean, he's a likable guy. Yeah. Where to sell him? Where to get him over? I, I mean, I would love to have Moose back on. And you know Moose? I love Moose. He's the man, right? He's a good guy. Yes, indeed. He knows his stuff, bro. He does. He does. And it's always fun, you know, when I uh, first started at the fan, I was like, you know, a quiet wrestling fan. And he was one of the first people to talk wrestling with me. So I was like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, him, jeez, um, uh, a lot of those guys are wrestling fans down there. Evan Roberts, obviously, has been on my show before. Monzo, the next producer of the Taj Cup. He's a big wrestling fan. Uh, uh, Giannotti, right? Isn't he? I think he might. I don't know him, but the guy who got the morning slot with Boomer, isn't he? I think he is. I don't know. Maybe he's not. Uh, I'm not 100% on that. I know he's not a fan of Dennis. That I'm 100% positive of. I, I've heard that. <laughs> awesome. Yep, this is true. Which makes me a huge <laughs> Giannotti fan. I love Giannotti. I never met him. I love the guy. <laughs> he's, gr- he's great. I, I have no ill will towards him. He's very good at what he does. Obviously, they wouldn't have picked him to fill that spot otherwise but he would not have very kind words to say about me love that now some would say well Taz ask Dennis why know why I'm not gonna ask Dennis why because I don't give a shit how about that why do I hear myself in an echo turn your radio down Dennis (laughs) first time long time sorry sir (laughs) that's unbelievable one two three yeah, that was it. You had your re- what, what? What? When are you gonna learn how to do this job? When? Now it's working right. Anyway, thank you, Patrick. Uh, give a shout out sh- representing wrestling fans. Because see, I let me tell you. you people. Let me tell you people something. Okay. People in GP. You know what GP means? Uh, is that general, general population? I'm talking. You asked me a question. No, I asked a rhetorical question. I forgot to put the parentheses and the underscore R. It was not for you. It was for everybody else. GP is general population. So the general population, that's everyone outside of the wrestling community. For all of us as fans, as wrestlers, as commentators, production people, we are all in a cage. And they are GP. GP looks at us like we are idiots. How do you like that wrestling stuff? That shit sucks. It's all fake. John Jimmy, all of a sudden, he's not a wrestling fan. Texas guy. I'm defribbing it right now. So, it's nice when a fan like Pat goes and tells someone outside hey look at a wrestler said something nice and i'm a wrestling fan and i'm seeing something nice too that's nice that's nice we need more nice in the world have you not looked around at what's going on in our world people in this country of america have you not looked around we need people that are nice david burns at Hey David Burns on Twitter says, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't recall the original War Games match having shark cages. If it did, please educate me otherwise. No, David, I'm not going to educate you because you're correct. 
And I wanted to talk about this uh, because I noticed the rules on uh, this is uh, this early this morning on WWE.com for War Games. And basically, let me put my cheaters on here, my sunglasses. It basically says uh, the, th- the the rule the rules of the match are as follows. <laughs> Excuse me. The three member teams of Sanity, which is Eric Young, Alexander Wolf, Killian Dane. Undisputed Era of Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and O'Reilly, and the Authors of Pain, Akeem and Reza, and Roger Strong, will rage war inside a massive steel cage that surrounds two rings. Okay, so that part is the normal war games. Two rings, massive cage. All three teams will be contained inside a separate shark tank, shark cages by the entranceway with a member from each team, as chosen by his respective squad, starting the match. Okay, so let's discuss that for a second. So basically, they're going to do the same thing as the original War Games, uh, the early years and all, uh, Dusty Rhodes' creation, but they're changing it, which I don't agree with. The same thing they're going to do is they're going to have it that they pick a, um, that they pick a, what do you call it, Um, uh, they pick a leader, a respective squad leader, as they huddle up. We saw that in the original ones. You know what I mean? We did see that in the original one. The shock cage thing? Why? Not a fan. At all. Not a fan. I don't like that. All three teams will be contained inside separate shock cages by the entranceway. After five minutes, the remaining members from one team will be released from the shark cage and allowed uh, allowed to enter the match. Man, this changes it a little bit. It takes away that. Let me, let me get this straight, guys. I want you to ponder this for a minute. Now, I'm not in their production meetings when they go over this, or they go into their 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 pitch meetings with props and stuff like that and what type of elements they need for the show from cages to ropes to a ladder to a table to for my um, shark tank whatever every show there's always stuff that you got to go over what you need like props why what would you say that a not one cage that covers a 20 by 20 ring two cages so the cage is going to be over 40 feet long i would think and 40 feet wide, right? If my math is correct, 20 and 20 is 40, right? Correct. Dennis, is this true? Correct. Thank you. Massive cage. The cage is to keep other people out of the ring while the two people are going at it as people enter. If we have this massive, gigantic cage, why do we need shark cages? Why do we need all these cages? Why? Now, I'm reading this. It might look it might look cool. I'm sure it'll look great. Pyro, this and that, whatever they're gonna do. Who knows? It, they don't need this. What made the original war games cool? Well, one of the things, not not this. There was many things that made it cool. But what made it cool was seeing each team huddled up or rooting on their teammates, getting ready to go in, and they're they're banging on the cage, they're right there. Like, they're so close to the action. That made it feel authentic and real. I couldn't disagree more. 
Now you put the streamline uh, shock tank and 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 lock these guys up. I I don't I don't. Maybe it'll look cool when they do it. Maybe it's gonna be better. I doubt it. I'll give it a chance. I'm gonna watch it. You don't need this. Like I've said before, a lot of times, and we've seen it, WWE has a habit changing history in their vision. I hate that. Otherwise, just don't revisit history and be creative and come up with your own shit. Spitting truth up here. You know what I mean? Mm-mm-mm. HOF, thanks for coming. What do you think, Dennis? That might have locked it in. Mm. Yeah, you've been doing a good job this week of really uh, going counterculture here. You guys want me to get when in the Hall one, of Fame? How about this? One, when, one, when one three-minute period elapses, the remaining members from the second team are released from the shock cage and enter the match. <sighs> Following one three-minute period, the final team's members are released from the shock cage and enter the match. When did this? When was this posted? Is this new news? Like I, because I, I saw this this morning, like I said, and I don't know what the heck. Like, has this been out for a while? Like, Dennis, is this? Did you hear about this before or not? Uh, last yes. night was the first I I read it. They, they've never, as far as I know, I'm trying to find a timestamp for. Eric Viziano at Truth16X, he always supports the show strongly. Do you think separating the three teams in shark cages is for them not to start chaos outside the ring? In the original War Games, there were only two separate teams on the opposite sides of the ring. I understand what you're saying, Eric, and I, I did think of that. First and foremost, I don't agree with three teams. It should have been two teams. Okay, that, that's the other thing. It shouldn't have been three teams. Um, again, if you're going to revisit history, respect history and do what they did. Um, don't put your slant on it. I don't think that's it. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't think you have to worry about that if you're WWE and you're NXT. You could just tell the talent, stay on your side of the ring. We don't want any interaction, and that could be part of the rules, that it's not allowed. Have the ring announcer say it. Or have referees in each corner, or on the outside, when I say corner, outside the, the cage. You know, or put up a guardrail or something. Something. Yeah, I know they can jump the guardrail. I'm just spitballing, you know. It, 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 it what, what stopped, you know, uh, the heels and baby faces in the original war games from getting each other? One side of a ring because there was only two teams, not three? I don't know. I mean, I'm not knocking you, Eric. I'm just saying. Joey Gavone, Dennis's best friend, Bro Scallo, says, don't call it a cage, it's a cell. He's correct. Not a cage. And one more. It's a Twitter rant. I never do this many Twitter reads, but there's some interesting people tweeting as they're listening live. Shano, another fan of the show, says WWE has got an obsession with shock cages. How is Shano listening? This should be the fourth time this year alone that they've had a match involving a shock cage. Right? That's kind of odd. Well, people don't realize that Triple H is very big into deep sea fishing. He loves the deep scuba dive, if that's what they really call it. <laughs> I did not I know that. I learned joke. something. I, I could make an immature joke about his nose. That I, he doesn't need, that's where my, my, my mind that went he there. 
that he doesn't need an oxygen tank. His nostrils. I could make that. I wouldn't do that. I sound like Trump with his tweet about the. I would call him short. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it alone. I don't want to get political out here. Hmm. So. I was one more tweet I'll read, James Rivera, because I was thinking it's exact same thing. I think a lot of you people, when you hear me say this or read it or, or read it, I should say, would think the same thing. James uh, at Wrestling Fan for Life says the NXT version of War Games sounds like a combination of War Games and the Elimination Chamber, and he's right. It's exactly what it sounds like. Plus the Shark Tank cage schnabitz. Apparently, Shano, thank you, said the rules have been out since November first. I'm 16 days late on this commentary. 16 days late. But that's by design, folks. I did this on purpose. Yes, because I wanted to talk about the rules on the go-home. That was a close one. I didn't know it came out November 1st. But that's okay. I don't like the rules. I don't like the shock tank. I don't like any of that. I just don't. I don't. I don't. And I'm not going to like it. <laughs> I mean... I, I'll give it a chance. I shouldn't say I'm not going to like it. I will give it a chance. I will obviously watch the show. Um, I uh, just don't think they should do this. With the shock thing. I just poked myself in the eye with my, my glasses. Okay, so let's talk about this. War you games just body slammed me and broke my glasses. So we got a, we got a dog match that's going to air, uh, a couple of dog matches that are going to air next week on NXT TV. Okay. You got Ruby Riot versus Sonya Deville, which I have no problem with them doing this type of stuff, taping stuff in there. I have no problem with that. I, I, I agree with it. I think it's good. It's fine. It saves money. It's good business. I get it. I'm a fan. Both these girls, Sonya and uh, Ruby, I'm in. This is great. We're not going to see it, but uh, until next week. The other dark match is uh, UK Championship match. Champ Pete Dunn against Gargano. This will also is going to air next week, so that's cool. A couple of really good matches there. I think you got to have a little buffer before, uh, after one of those, each of those matches. Those matches are going to be good matches. So the people are going to be red hot for those matches. And I'm going to tell you, bring behind the scenes a little bit. You, you're in a, you're, you love your spot you're in if you're Ruby Riot, Deville, Dunn, or Gargano, because you know you're working with good opponents, and you're going to have great matches, and it's going to be on NXT TV. And the fans, the audience in Houston, because you're the first two matches, are going to be red hot. Easy Pop Jones. They're going to pop like crazy for everything. That's going to translate on television or the internet, whatever, WWE network, whatever you want to freaking call it. Um, well, really well. It's going to translate really well. That's my point. So, um... So let's get into the meat of the matches and uh, make some predictions, and uh, maybe uh, Dennis or Anthony can weigh in if they want. If they don't, I don't really care. It's a good push. <laughs> Cassis Ono lost Sullivan. I'll tell you who I think should win, and I'll tell you who I think they're going to have win. Is that fair, Dennis? I like that. Lost Sullivan should win. And I think he's they're gonna have him win. How about that? There you go. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I know, right? <laughs> I know they like they, they like oh no, they they push him. I you know, he's he's a, he's good in the ring, he is, he's he's good on his promo work. 
I know his look. He's the everyday guy. Whatever. The, I I don't. It's not just the look. There's something about him, like that it factor for me. I don't want to disrespect the guy. I'm just giving my opinion. It's just it. You know, I, he don't work for me. So whatever. I mean, I'm um, I'm not a huge fan of 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 the, the persona he portrays and and how he comes out. Like his look, his physique. I'm not. Um, I'm not. I, I'm not. So, but but I think Law Sullivan. And that's not, I'm not comparing him to Laws. I'm just saying I think Laws is a guy that you're going to hitch the wagon to, possibly, you know, one of your wagons. I think Laws wins, and I think they have him win. What do you think, Dennis? I'm going to go with an, a simple ditto here. Okay. And are you uh, familiar with the NXT storylines? Not really. I am. I am. I think Lars wins. I like him a lot, though. Yeah. You know, you sound, Anthony, like, okay, I, I'm hearing myself again. Here we go. That's, you know why this happened, ladies and gentlemen? Because one of these Nimrods in the studio won't put headsets on. So they want to hear themselves and me on the speaker. Shut the speaker. We don't have the speaker on. Both of us then are wearing Then why heads. do I hear myself in my head? Don't answer that. I won't. Don't you dare answer that. Alice the Black Velveteen Dream. See, you lied, Dennis, because now I don't hear myself anymore. Dude, you're fucking with me here. It's, you better stop this shit. I'm, t- I'm going to find out what's going on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell Seth on you. No, I don't feel like doing anything today. Seth is lazy today. I love it. Lazy Seth. That don't I happen. Got, I still got my PJs on. Don't want to deal with these nincompoops. I'm watching Matt Lauer. I love him. <laughs> Won't realize he loves Matt Lau Not today. So anyway, uh Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream. It's gonna be a good match. This is gonna be a real good match, kiddies. Oh yeah. This is gonna be a good one. Ah I gotta tell you. Uh I like both these guys. I do. I think they both have really, really strong futures. Um I think this is gonna happen. I think that they will have Alistair Black win. I'm torn here. But I think Velveteen Dream should win. Is this unfair? Is this, is this not really a prediction show what I'm doing, Dennis? Is this is this kind of like conduct I'm becoming as a, a host? No, I like uh here's here's what I think, here's what I what they should. So it's it's a prediction like plus one. Oh, remember that song? Should I stay or should I go? Remember boom, that? Boom, 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 boom. Doing the beat. Okay. If I stay, there will be trouble. Bah, bah, bah. And if I don't, Do it will be double. No. Oh, so, um, I may be in my PJs, but I'm all ears. Oh, I just got a text from him. It said simple. Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it said. Don't you dare. Yep. Velveteen Dream, I think, should win. I, I got no problem. Like I said, I, I really like both these guys. I think they're going to have Alice the Black win. I would like to see Velveteen Dream win. I think that there's a little bit more character to him than Black. Alice the Black is a... But that's kind of his shtick. He's very dark and gothic-esque or whatever you want to call it. No matter what, I think this is going to be good. 
I'm looking forward to this match. They, they have an opportunity here to really uh, really kick some ass, and I hope both these young guys do it. Uh, what do you think, Dennis? I I think Velveteen Dream wins, but not. Uh, it, it's gonna. He's gonna cheat. He's gonna do something because I don't think Aleister Black's lost since coming to NXT, and they don't want to. I don't think they want to have like an Oscar situation again, where right they, they kind of book themselves in a corner. So I think yeah. Dream wins here. It's gonna. It's gonna be a great match, and then the ending's gonna be a little fugazi. <sighs> Total hack everywhere. Using my lines, using everything about me. All right, so uh, Ant, you want to weigh in or not? I'm starting to get tired of both of you people. To um, be honest with you. Uh, ditto to your point. I just hope they keep the storyline going because I really enjoy both of these guys. Yes, I agree with you. All right, fatal four way for the vacant women's championship: uh, Carrie Sane, Nikki Cross, Ember Moon, Peyton Royce. I, I like the way they went into this. This was a long build into this making putting these four ladies in this match, where Carrie Sane won the uh, she won the tournament, right? She won the tournament. Uh, they all had to earn their way in, basically. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I say Peyton Royce. They should have win, and and Peyton does win. I'm a big fan of her. I'm a big fan of all these girls. Carrie Sane, I think, has got to work on. She's got that whole pirate thing going on with the parrot, and it's a little funky. Uh, it's like a, a female Captain-esque. Weird. You know? Um, Buy a hat. I don't know. I know there's a whole Gulliver's Travel thing going on with her in Japan. I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is, is she Japanese or is she Korean? I can't. I asked this last time. I think she's Japanese. I think she's so. Japanese. Okay, so it's like a Gulliver's Travel meets... Rapungi, kind of like a Japanese Gulliver's Trap. Okay, sounds like someone has a chainsaw there. So, um, Peyton Royce, I, I, all the way, they're gonna have her win. Uh, she should be the champion. She could talk. She looks great. She works great. Uh, she's money. I'm a big fan. Um, definitely. Uh, what do you think, Dennis? I actually, I thought out of the four, Peyton Royce had the least. Likely chance to win, I think. Um, I think this is Ember Moon's chance because she she can never get over the hump with Oscar. They're gonna put the three women. Ember Moon's got the uh, like the build up. She was injured. Blah blah blah. This is her her comeback. This is her grand finale. She yeah. she finally overcomes something. Here. Something missing with Ember Moon. There's something. Not, I, I like her too, but this I've been saying this. Something. When I watch her, she looks like she's thinking. Okay, uh, I like that wording. Well, but it, if you think about what I'm saying, it, it's it, it should that shouldn't happen. When I watch her perform and work, it looks like she's thinking to me. It shouldn't. It should never look like you're thinking. It should look like it's flawless. Because if it looks like you're thinking, that could be confused with you're confused. If that makes sense. But I know what I'm spitting out here. Yeah, you want now, it to feel natural. Like it should look she, natural. She seems like to. she's calculating everything. I get what you're saying. A little bit, a little bit. Her to look with the uh, contact lenses, everything. It seems a little forced. But I think the company loves her, and I think that there is a great chance that she wins it because they want, they like to put, they want to push her. I I just think that I think I also think they really like Peyton Royce. I do. I mean, it's, she's a heel that can. That would be great on top as the champ with baby faces chasing her. She she can talk. She you know. Her and uh, a half of her iconic duo. Uh, you know it would be. Uh, it, it they could do a split there with them too. 
you know, where one turns face and, 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 and you know, she's jealous and all this jazz and, and you know what I mean? I I mean, I hear you. I just don't. It's Anthony's turn. I think Nikki Cross wins. Ooh. Um, that's actually, I have nothing to base that off of. I would just like to see like Sanity do like a little reign of terror. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Uh, that's cool. Uh, I'm going to get into the uh, rest of the uh, NXT uh, war games. Uh, i got to go to break. I'll set a break. We'll do that and get into Survivor Series in the fourth quarter. Busy show. Sit tight. City. Talking about NXT takeover, uh, give us some thoughts, opinions on uh, kind of prediction or what's going to happen when they do this uh, big show on Saturday from Houston. Then we'll get into Survivor Series here in this segment. Also, let's go to Pennsylvania. Bad Money Slim, welcome to the Taz Show. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, Taz? How are you? All right, yourself? Uh, I just threw up in my own mouth, but I'm good otherwise. What's going on? Ooh. All right, so I just wanted to bring up two points yeah. and your reaction on them. Uh, so number no, number one, um, the first war games was always stick a microphone in your opponent's mouth and they have to verbally say I quit. Yes. They're not doing that anymore. So that's number one. Right. And uh, number two, you know, rumor and innuendo have that there's not going to be a top on the cage. Now I didn't see any official reports. But I saw it all over the internet for the last three weeks. Well, hold on. So You're seeing reports on, on the Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying that there will not be a top of the cage? But that, that, I didn't, like I said, I didn't see that anywhere officially. Like I saw it in random tweets okay. and this and that on the internet. So I'm just asking your opinion if there is not. Dude, I, I think there has to be. You know, I think, you know, I said before, bro, it's like you got to, like, you know, it's just such an iconic thing for wrestling fans. It's War Games uh, and Dusty's creation and what they did in the NWA back then. You got to really be careful not to just, you know, change this thing too much. It just, it's not. It, I, I, I think not putting it on Raw or SmackDown hurts it. I, you know, nothing against NXT and those those kids and stuff. I love it, but you know, pay it its due respect if you're going to do it. Otherwise, don't do it. Look, War Games. NWA, Dusty Rhodes, it was opposed, opposing WWF back then and Vince McMahon. I mean, so Vince McMahon is probably not one looking to, like, support this that much, I would assume. So, let uh, fine, NXT, he owns it, but, you know, it's his son-in-law's thing, and let Triple H do what he wants, I guess. That's Here's a blank checkbook, Triple H. Go have fun. That That's Triple H. So, good for him. But I, I don't think that you should change... Um, Change. I, I think you got to put a cage top on it. The, the Shark Tank thing, I'm not a fan of at all. Not a fan. See, that didn't, and I know, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, that, that didn't, uh, like, the Shark Tank thing didn't upset me because they never did groups of three where. No, they have. If they, they got to change the rules. They did, really? hold on, they did, they did groups of three. I think they did it in WCW with, like, NWO times. They did, I think they did. I think so. When I think, uh, I, 
I was like a, I, I honestly, I don't remember that. I remember like two teams of five, but never like three teams separate. I think they I have. Know, I, mean, I could be, I could, I could be wrong though. Dennis is looking into uh, it. And begin. Go ahead, Slim. Uh, but it, it, like it, I completely agree with you. The top of the cage thing is, is probably the most important part of the whole thing. I think it is. That gives it that, 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 right. It gives it, gives it the look. It gives it the look and everything. It's, you know, I grew up as a WCW kid, you know, late eighties into the nineties. And this other, other than the finish of it, verbally making somebody quit, which I love that they're going to do a tap out and a, you know, a, a pinfall to win, which is, I think it's great. Like, the I have, yeah, I, I, I got, I got no problem. Dude, I got no problem with that part. I have no problem with that part. You know, I don't, um, I, I'm reading some stuff on Twitter. It looks like, uh, Orlando, he tweeted at us here and it said in 1998 war games, there was three teams and they came out, uh, one, to, it came in one at a time. Fall, fall brawl, 98. Team WCW, yeah. NWO Hollywood, and NWO Wolfpack. I remember. Right. Okay. Right, 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 right. So, so, but you know, if you're looking at like the way it was the first one in in 1986, um, and then in '87 at the in Miami at the the man, you know, it was those were to me that's war games. You know, the original man. You know, it's like mm-hmm. so. I guess Triple H going to take different touch of different stuff that they've done and the shock tank thing i don't understand i whatever i i don't like it i think you do need a cage top for sure um i think that definitely adds to it but the thing with the shock tank like i said before slim there's no need to have a shock tank because you have this not one but two cages Mesh together you know i mean it's like a gigantic cage so and thanks for calling slim i appreciate it we got a lot to do here we got a lot to do. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, the rest of the NXT Houston card. Yeah, a lot going on. I went into the Fatal 4-Way for the women's gimmick. We, we discussed that, right, Dennis? Yes. Correct. NXT Championship match. Drew McIntyre is a champion against uh, Sienna Amos. I've talked about Amos recently. Uh, Sienna, he has really amped up. They have pushed him. He has amped up. Uh, Selena Vega with him is money. Um, it's just I'm a big fan of this guy's work. I've been a fan of his in-ring work. I wasn't a fan of the character, but lately I am. I'm definitely, I definitely am. I'd like to see him become a new champ. I'd like to see him become a new champ. I really would. I think they're pushing him hard enough, and he's over enough to be the new champ. I don't think they will, though. I do think Drew McIntyre will retain. Uh, they haven't. I feel like they haven't pushed McIntyre and been fair to him as a champ from Jump Street. Uh, when the Undisputed Era got in there got in his, and beat him up, and I talked about that back then, he didn't get a chance to get revenge on them, but it seemed like two, three weeks in a row, like nothing, not acknowledgement, like it was just it was horrible. Bad booking. They've done him bad, so they got a chance to do Drew McIntyre better now. So, so I think they'll keep it on him, but I got no problem, and I'd like to see Amos as the champ. I would. I would. But I got a feeling they're going to keep it on McIntyre. Go ahead, Dennis, your turn. Uh, a slight ditto. I agree McIntyre wins. I think they're going to circle back. I think this is just kind of a uh, a one-off feud between the two of the guys, and then they get to 
uh, McIntyre coming back to the Undisputed Era, and I think that's where they go from here. So McIntyre retains. Whoa, 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 whoa. What, what, what are you making predictions on future shows? I'm future, I'm future, I'm future predicting too. What, talking about this takeover war games in Houston. What, what, why are you talking about? I can continue. Go ahead. McIntyre McIntyre retains. Thanks. Anthony? All right. So, uh, War Games will be Saturday versus Undisputed Era versus Authors of Pain and Roger Strong. Not a fan of the three-team thing. I said that earlier. Not a fan. It's okay. It's what it is. Uh, Undisputed Era will win, in my opinion. And they should win. Um, I think these three heels uh, are money, money, and it's like, without a shadow of a doubt. I agree with this. I mean, money, money, and they brought them in for a reason. Um, I got no problem if Sanity wins. I don't think all the pain should win, but I do think Undisputed Era wins. Um, and I think they should win. Uh, just my opinion. I like them. Um, I think that it's a good way to really start just blast push them get rocking and rolling with them. Um, you know, all three of them are just phenomenal in the ring. And this is kind of like, I guess, their version of three of the four horsemen type because they're workers, they could talk, they got it all down, they're good workers. I mean, you know, Cole, Fish, O'Reilly, money, money, money. Does Roderick Strong turn here on the Office of Pain? And then they, you know, Strong gets with those. You know what I mean? Does that happen? You know what I mean? What do you think, Dennis, on that, a fan perspective? Uh, I, that'd be interesting. I would like to see that. I didn't think of that until just now you mentioning it. Yeah. Well, that's what happened. Didn't they? Didn't I, mean, I saw it a couple weeks ago on NXT TV. Uh, in the spirit era tried to recruit. Remember they, they, they gave him a wristband or something like that. Remember that? Yeah. They gave him the armband and then he, yeah. he denied them. So I thought yeah. I could say, oh, double, uh, oh, like, okay. Swear. You almost used the word swear. I almost mark, did. I almost did. Ah, you're a mock. Uh-huh. <laughs> I stopped myself. I'm you, a, sir, mark. are a... Mo- you go first. I'm a mark. You, sir, are a mock. He loves to suck. Freddie, in California, you're on the Taz Show. What do you say, homie? What's good, you, Taz? How are you, buddy? Not bad, man. Uh, so, it's been a while since I've, uh, I've heard you make any comment on the way of the NXT crowd or are you calling them the full sale crowd? Um, I was actually yeah, at a NXT live event on Saturday. Um, I'm in California, as you know, so it was in Riverside. Okay. And, um, oh my God, man. It, I, so I, I brought a, you know, I brought a date over and she's really doesn't know anything about wrestling. I hold on owner. a second. Freddie, wait a minute. You brought a girl a date and she's not a wrestling fan to a wrestling show. Are you crazy, bro? Stump my groin. Move. It was a risky Can't move. Do yeah. that can't do that, that, you know that, that. That's the last time I do it, too. But <laughs> So, like, <laughs> man, so the, the first thing that she noticed, really, was just, like, so many distractions with that crowd, man. It's just, like, everything that they're doing now. I It's been a while since I've even had time to watch NXT on, on the network. But, like, the, you know, like, from now on, like, I don't know if it's always been like this. I don't know how long this has been going on. But a two count, the crowd goes, too sweet. Like, you know, oh, like reference God. to the Bullet Club. And, and it's yeah. every single time, and it's oversaturated, as you say. And it's oh. just like, 
I'm like, Jesus Christ, and then what's the other one that they do? It's just it's like everything around us, and, and she was, she was like, really enjoying the show for, you know, to my surprise, but to her, in her opinion, she just like, man, what, what's, what's up with this crowd? I'm just like, and, and I just, I just busted a tabs, and I said, hey, man, it's, it's like, that's the way it is. That's the way the crowd is. They think they're a part of the show, or sometimes they think they're bigger than the show. That's and exactly right. Just, that, that's, that's exactly right. Thing, that's the only complaint that she has. She says she liked the show. She doesn't like wrestling, but uh, I kind of made her a semi-fan now. But yeah. she just thought that the, the crowd was just, just way too much, man. And she's I, I le- well, she, she sounds like she sounds like she's less of a casual fan. Now she's more yeah. of a casual fan now, thanks to you, and that's cool. But the thing is, so see, there's a perfect example. And, Freddie, thank you for calling, and thank you for sharing that story. See, here's the point, and I've been saying this for quite some time out here. See, that's the thing. See, like a casual fan... It, 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 which is the bulk of the fans, believe it or not, that 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 stuff is annoying when they go to a show, and especially if it's a guy with his wife and his kids going out for the night. Ah, we'll drop five hundred dollars on going to watch wrestling. Let's go check it out. And you got people yelling too sweet on a two count. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> Shit. Oh, that was pure passion right there. Ah, do you know what it is, dude? I'm sick of this, Dennis. I'm sick of all these not ready for prime time players trying to be prime time. And it's not just fans that try to do that in the audience. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that barnacle to the wrestling business. And I don't mean you this time, Dennis. I don't. But there's a lot of people that barnacle to the wrestling business. And fans just want someone that they feel like knows something. That did nothing in the business. But because they have a Twitter account or a social media account or or a computer, and they can type, or they, they have an opinion, that that's just enough. And, and people are entitled to their opinion. And people are entitled, I paid money, I can go to wrestling show and yell stuff out and be part of the full sale crowd or whatever. I can do that. Yes, you can. No, it's you are correct. You can. There is no problem with that. Well, I shouldn't say there's no problem with that. I have a problem with that. But you are allowed to do that. But I don't like that. But that doesn't mean you can't do it. That's just my arrogance and my attitude and my ego. But I'm sick of all of the barnacleisms in, and I'm just beginning with this topic in my life here on this, this show. Okay, I'm tired of it. I'm tired. I, I I see stuff on Twitter and people. You know what? Look, please. Sometimes it's happens with Mike Johnson. Sometimes Mike gets on my nerves, Dennis. He gets on my nerves. You know that. I've seen it a time or two. Yeah. News, you treat me like an asshole. How about that one time when uh, I go, Mike, how can I help you? He goes, how can I help you? <laughs> I got over. You're helping me. Okay. I see. I see, Mike. I love you, Mike. It's not just Mike. Mike's, Mike's, Mike's great, but he gets on my nerves, too. Oh, he's hypersensitive, Jones. He'll be so mad. And he'll know so like he didn't hear me say this. He'll sit at home and say, that son of a bitch, Taz. He'll look at his computer and while he's listening to me on the show, he'll go, fuck you, Taz, guaranteed. Cursing through his teeth. Dude, we haven't even gotten into Survivor Series, and there's five minutes left in the show. Uh, but we're going to run a little bit into fifth quarter here. So uh, Survivor Series. Did I miss, before I get into this, the people understand what I just said? Like about the, the some of the people, the barnacles in the world of the business, of the wrestling business? I followed it. So if I did, I mean, I would imagine the fans did. Yeah, I just, I, 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 I just, 
Everyone's entitled to their opinion. There's no doubt about it. There is no doubt. Some of our opinions were built on actual experience, though, not just having an opinion. You know, I have an opinion about the Buffalo Bills benching starting quarterback, and that's my opinion. But if Boomer Esiason gives that opinion, his opinion is going to hold more water than my opinion because he lived that. He was an NFL football player. He was a quarterback. So my point is I always would defer to that's a – not that his opinion's better. His opinion's built on experience as opposed to mine. His opinion's built on living it as opposed to mine. I'd rather lean towards that opinion of someone that has lived it. Doesn't mean I don't have my opinion. I won't give it on other topics. Obviously, I do. But I didn't live that like Boomer did. Or like, uh, you know, whoever, Tony Romo or uh, uh, what's Joe Buck's partner's name? Troy Aikman. Yeah, that guy, he was a pretty good quarterback. UCLA Jones. Stubborn came into UCLA, did you know that? Started off in Oklahoma. I didn't know that. He transferred? Mm-hmm. Interesting comments. All right, so Survivor Series uh, will be this Sunday. So we'll get into this right now and begin. So they're looking at a... Cesaro and Sheamus versus the Usos. Okay, so this is this is going to be, you know, titles versus titles, SmackDown versus Raw, as we know. We've heard the pitch for weeks on TV. Okay, what they're doing. First time, one time of the year, Raw versus SmackDown, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so Cesaro, Sheamus versus the Usos. Okay, I think this will be excellent, this match. I, I hope Usos wins and, wins, and I think Usos will win. How's that? Okay, and I think this match will be money. I do. I like this. Uh, I like this match better than the first one they had announced because this whole card, as you know, has changed. It, it'll probably change again by Sunday. Uh, so this card has changed a bunch. You say, well, I'm going with the Usos on this. What do you think, Dennis? We have two dittos over here. The Usos okay. should win. Okay. Okay. We're going Baron Corbin versus the Miz here. Corbin on the SmackDown side. Miz on the, the Raw time. I'm going Baron Corbin. I think Baron Corbin wins. I think they know he is the future. Um, and he's on a build, and it seems like they've been pushing him. They had him pay his dues a little bit, and but now they've been pushing him pretty good past several uh, several TVs for sure. You know, several weeks upon weeks. Um, Miz is awesome. You guys know I'm a big fan of Miz, but I do think Corbin wins, and I, I and I think he should win. And begin. I have a ditto, have a ditto as well. As Baron Corbin, Corbin will win. win. Okay. I actually think Miz will win. Well, I have a feeling that the Miz Taraj is going to get involved in some facet. And okay, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Or I, I feel like maybe he loses and then turns on the smack the raw team at the end of the night. Well, we got the big uh, special Sunday night, 11 p.m. Eastern, uh, Survivor Series reaction. Anthony, you'll be there. Uh, I think we're doing video, possibly. We might be doing video. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah I'll be there. Mm-hmm. So uh, Seth will be yeah, there, and I'll Dennis. There. So uh, I hope you're right. This. Anthony, we'll have you jump on a special and comment on this. You will be the specialist of The Miz versus Corbin. Okay? I'm down. Great. The Shield versus The New Day. Shield on the Raw side, New Day SmackDown side. I think they go Shield will win here. Plus, you got Roman Reigns back now. He was out sick. Now he's back. They wanted to push these guys heavy. They had to slow things down. Now I do think they will... uh, they will go full throttle here, and I think Shield will be uh, victorious. And I think that's what they should do, and I think they will do that. And Dennis Gatt. 
Yeah, New Day can afford a loss. Uh, the Shield needs to win just because they're push they're pushing them hard. And like to your point, Roman Reigns just came back. The Total sh- ditto. Everything's a ditto so far. Yeah, continue. Everything, everything you said. Ditto. Because you're young, just just yeah. So uh, Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte. I was a little paused on this one. I'm a little. This is an interesting one here. Bliss on the uh, Raw side, Charlotte on the SmackDown side, both champs, as you know. And, oh, man, <laughs> I'm thinking Alexa Bliss is who they're going to put this on. They're going to have a win. I should say put it on. They're going to have her win. I think because the Charlotte Flair victory was a couple of things. I think it was because they were in Charlotte. I talked about this yesterday in North Carolina and because coming off of the Ric Flair deal, the 30 for 30, um, and it was very emotional, and I do think that Charlotte will carry that title in a better way than uh, than Natalia did, as far as a, a current star, not you know someone like Natalia who's excellent, but she's she's been wrestling for a lot of years, and she's been in the company a long time. And Charlotte, they might look at as a fresher face, um, uh, but I I I feel like maybe Alexa Bliss, they want to keep that heat on her. Um, I'm not galvanizing it. I'm backing out of it. I say Charlotte wins. There it is. Charlotte wins, and 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 I think she should win. How about that? See, I just did a 360 on you right there. See that? I, I did. <laughs> what a whirlwind. Uh, things pop in my head, and, and I just started thinking about something, and I'll, I'll tell you what it was. You want to know? I would love I'll to. Tell you. It was the slap that we saw in the locker room when Alexa slapped I mean, all the other girls, Charlotte while she was down. And that killing blow that we saw Alexa give Charlotte, I think is why Charlotte will win on Sunday. That that clicked in my head. That's why. Full disclosure. Very well and thought your out. Thoughts, your thoughts. Your thoughts. Your thoughts. I actually, I have a very um, off the wall. I don't, I don't know who wins the match. I think Carmella cashes in here. Oh, wow. D. Jones, linebacker extraordinaire in high school. Man, oh, man, a Shevitz. Someone's reading the dirt sheets. No, honest yes, to God, I, d- I did no such dirt sheeting this round. Well, my audience, you fans, I want you to tell me because you guys know I don't read those dirt sheets. But if you saw anything like that, please stooge Dennis, Dennis to me on on the, uh, what do you call it? On, on the, the Twitter, on the Twitter. machine. Let me know. Let me know if he's hacked this from one of those beat writers out there. I want to know. Because it, that sounds like something something stooged off to somebody in the, uh, from the office, stooged off to a dirt sheet, and you said that. Now, that could happen. I also, I have, a, I don't, I mean, I don't know if, if, my question, I have a question. I don't think that we have an answer. Is Carmella's cash-in exclusively for the SmackDown title? Because I could see Charlotte winning and, like, Alexa Bliss is just destroyed and Carmella cashing in on her. Is that too – am I way out of line here? I don't think you're out of line. I don't think you're out of line. Um, I'm pretty sure that's probably for the SmackDown side of things. I mean – I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, they, they could change the rules. That's why I'm a little hesitant to give you a firm answer on it. I, you know, uh, 
something like this is going to happen, Dennis. I think you're right, or whatever dirt sheet you read that on's right. Someone stooge that off. Well, if you if you can't if you if uh, Carmela can't cash in on Alexa, then it, all the more reason to cash in on Charlotte. She built up all that goodwill, winning in Charlotte. Her dad comes out, blah blah blah. She's got this feel good motivation behind her. Carmela the heel comes out. I'm cashing yeah. in. Yeah, and they've been changing titles a lot lately. And the reason why I thought it would happen, not because they're changing ties a lot, which is definitely a, a sign of inconsistent booking and, and not being positive on what you're doing, it's because Ellsworth is gone. Mm-hmm. That's why. I think it gives her a whole fresh feel when she cashes that thing in. Thing is, once you cash it in, you, you, you basically got to win. <laughs> Can't you run with that, though? Like She can she can be like, look, I've had the, the, the briefcase for since uh, whenever the money in the bank. And I and I never cash it in. The second James is gone, like would they would they incorporate that into the storyline? Is that? Uh, I don't. I just think I don't know if they would even acknowledge it. They would just have her cash it in. I don't think they would go that route. I don't think so. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. I, I'm, I'm thinking that that could happen. Um, we'll see. I got to feel. I'm I'm more stuck on where did you get this from? So. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I can tell you're stuck on that. I promise. I did no dirt cheating this round. Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles, Universal Champion versus WWE Champ here. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Uh, this is going to be good. I am looking forward to this match, knowing both these guys personally, um, being a, a fan of them both. Uh, this is going to be cool. This is going to be cool. This is who, if you are Brock Lesnar, you want to work with AJ. And if you're AJ, you want to work with Brock because their styles will complement each other. Okay, because AJ can fly and do any kind of any kind of high high spots he wants, and Brock will be there to catch him and take the fall and grab him and all this stuff, because he's bigger, a lot bigger than AJ. And if you're Brock, you want a guy like AJ because you could, you know, he's battle tested his body, and he's small enough uh, compared to you, Brock, that you can do any kind of any kind of high spot from a physical perspective, like any kind of suplexing or power bombs or whatever power moves he wants to do, um, I could see a, a plethora of German suplexes, what they call suplex city. I could see a plethora of those here on a guy like AJ. Um, I think with a guy like AJ too, you could incorporate a flip spot out of a German where you go for a German and he flips to his feet and hits you with, with a Pele kick or something like that. So, it, you know, Brock goes for a German suplex, and then AJ flips in the air, lands on his feet. Brock turns around and gets up from the bridge uh, and gets, ba-boom, Pele or something like that or you know, something, you know. It's, an, it's, it's what I'm saying. These two guys, their styles will, will work perfectly together, you know, because of the size difference, and they're both highly athletic, not just the size difference. It's going to be a good match, guys. This is going to be a really, really good match, I'm telling you. This will be a really, really top-tier, awesome match. I promise you. Who wins? Brock. I, I think Brock wins the match. Dennis Gad. Uh Ditto. I think it ends. I think AJ does the phenomenal forearm, and Brock catches him into an F5. I think that's how it's going to wrap up. Could be. It's but it's. It, I agree with you. This is going to be, I think, Cesaro and Sheamus and the Usos are going to put on an awesome match. I think the, this match and that match will be the, the two best of the night in some order. And do you want to give a, an opinion here? Uh, I ditto. I think Brock wins. 
All right, uh, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, men's elimination match. All right, so uh, this is a traditional Survivor Series match. This should be good. I mean, you know, you got Kurt Angle as the captain, Triple H is on his team, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe. Okay, the average age is f- almost 41 years old for this Raw team. And then you got Team SmackDown, Shane McMahon, Randy Orton, Nakamura, Bobby Roode, John Cena. Average age for this team is just about, well, it's, it's 40 years old is the average age. Dennis did the averaging of the ages, which I appreciate him doing. That's good information. And uh, I, I see, I, I, it's interesting. That age thing is interesting. I, it's cool. I think it's good. And it just, you know, it's, it's interesting. Just to me, I, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, um, it, it just goes to show what I've lived, lived and learned by experience. It takes time to get to the top. Years, guys. Really, years. A guy like Braun Strowman, he's 34 years old. Um, and he, out of all these guys, as I'm looking at these names, paid the least dues. Well, when you're a giant, you don't have to pay as many dues, I guess, so it helps. But all these other guys have been around paid dues. I mean, Shane paid dues in the business, but not as an on-the-road wrestler, per se. But he's been around the business his whole life, and he's, I talked about in the past, he's done every job in the business. His dad made sure he learned the business from refing to building the ring to doing everything and paying dues when he was younger, you know. But as far as the guys like Bobby Roode, many dues paid. John Cena, dues paid. Nakamura, dues paid. Orton, dues paid. Angle, dues paid. H, dues paid. Balor, dues paid. Samoa Joe, dues paid. So. You know, Braun Strowman, still paying dues. So, um, interesting, uh, interesting. Who wins? I say Team Raw wins. I think that you're going to have uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn help Team SmackDown lose. Table is set with that promo with Shane and Kevin Owens a couple weeks ago on SmackDown. Let's accentuate the story by having these guys get sent home from the international tour, and all the mocks will bite, and they all did, not me. And all the writers bit, not me. Not so fast, Sonny. Not today. Dennis, when, I pull, when I pull out of Sonny, Dennis, you know what happens. <laughs> you mean business. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So, uh, Raw wins. Heels help them win. Help the SmackDown team lose, I should say. Heels help SmackDown team. Disgruntled heels, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That's my prediction. Go ahead, uh, Dennis. I'm going to go the opposite. I think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn definitely get involved. I think they do it a little too early. And Shane is able to fight them off somehow with like Cena's help or something like that. And then Jason Jordan comes out to help out Raw. And he ends up costing Raw the match, and that's where he begins his uh, made-off turn. I actually like that. It's a little confusing when to see how they play, would play something like that out, but I think it's cool. I mean, it's, right this match see. as a whole is confusing. Like, there's ten guys. It's it's going to be a, a a poop show. There's going to be Say a lot that going one on. More time. Hold on. Say you're a creative 
fantasy booking one more time about how does Jason Jordan and what does Jason Jordan do when he comes out? Say it again. So Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come out like three quarters of the way through the match, and they obviously are looking to uh, to screw over the SmackDown team. So right. I don't know, Shane McMahon, Cena, Orton, whoever whoever's left will ward them off, and maybe they, I don't know, maybe uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have a change of heart, and they're like, oh, you know what, screw it, we'll help out. Jason Jordan comes out. He's like, you know, I can help Raw. Like, I'm I'm here to help. Like, okay. SmackDown has numbers now. I'm I'm here with you guys. And ends up, I, I don't know, like pushes angle or something. I just say you're losing me rapidly. You had <laughs> me for a sec. Just it's, you're falling off the cliff. But okay, continue. I'm I'm on the fly here. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn get involved early. Jordan comes out to help. Ends up costing them the match, and that's how costing Raw the match, and that's how his Madoff turn begins. So Jordan comes out to help. Last time we saw Jordan, he got his balls cut off with a pedigree by Triple H in front of his dad. Correct. He's going to come out and help. And the SmackDown heels, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, are going to have a change to heart. They're going to come out to screw SmackDown. They're going to say, no, we're going to help you guys. Yeah, I mean, running it back, it doesn't doesn't sound good. That's bad. That's bad. That's not, I don't think that's going to happen, that part. Uh, I don't even know what else to say about what you just said. Anthony, I, <laughs> so. and what's your opinion on who's going to win? I think Team Raw wins. Uh, I don't really have a fake storyline like Dennis. I don't read the dirt sheets. I just feel like Team Raw win with Angle and Triple H. Nice. Team Raw versus Team SmackDown Women's Elimination Match. I told you I like this with Alicia Fox as the captain. I think she needed to be the captain, and I think it's good. Fox, Jax, Banks, Oscar, Bailey versus Team SmackDown of Lynch, Carmella, Naomi, Tamina, Paige. So you got to have. We're just, we're just going straight for it. Oh, yeah, I was going to get to it. That's going to be the mystery partner, it's going to be Paige. So I really believe that's what they're doing. That's why that spot's there. But here's the thing, and I think Paige wins, Team SmackDown wins. That's what's going to happen. But here's the thing. The whole Carmella theory of cash in, which Dennis, which I like what you said. So that means you got, and this this could play into what you're saying, because then what you would have to do, yeah, it's a little funky here. This is where I got sunk, sucked into your story, and I was just, this is where uh, you you would have to do the Raw vs. SmackDown Women's Elimination match before Bliss versus Charlotte if you have Carmella cash it in. You can't have Carmella cash it in, and then <laughs> she can't be on the team. She's the champ. Well, she did, you know what I mean? It would just make no sense. It would be dumb. It's anticlimactic. Right, yeah. We, I just When I listed these, I didn't put them in any particular order. I just So the, the match no, order. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, no, I know you know. I'm explaining for the fans. Um, Eh, don't worry about the fans. It's not about. They're not important. <laughs> I'm important. So, so, it, you know, uh, maybe they start the show. And I'm not going to get into this prediction part, but maybe they start the show. T- if if your cash in theory is correct or whatever dirt sheet you read it on, whoever stooges it off on the internet, um, they start the show, which isn't bad if they do this. The women's elimination match, start the show with that. Have Paige make a debut. She wins for Team SmackDown, so it's a it's a fun, loving feeling. Everybody's happy, great. Then you do a couple of matches, boom, 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 a few matches down the road. Now you do Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte. 
and then you have Carmella cash it in. It's pretty good. You're welcome, guys. I just booked that for WWE. Um, See you Sunday. Make sure you tune in after the show. That would work, but you have to do it. If if here's my theory. Again, you people I don't read the dirt sheets, but if they do Bliss versus Charlotte before Raw SmackDown Women's Elimination match, then then Carmella's not cashing in. You can't have her cash it in, win or lose, with the cash in, and then have her come out later on and wrestle on Team SmackDown. It's weak. You know what I mean? Agreed. She's got to wrestle, and she's got to do the job quick. If they open up the show with the elimination match to women, she's got to get beat early. Carmella. So you forget about Carmella. You don't want to think about her. She's gone. She lost next, next, next. You know, it's elimination. And then the show goes on, show goes on, and then when she can, it, it adds to the pop of the surprise of her coming out. I could see this happening. But I can't take credit for the cash in. It was Dennis. Damn it. Newman. No, my uh, anything out of my brain is Taz Show IP. So. Oh, my ass. My ass. Oh, not this one. Can't, can't steal this from you. Everything else I steal from you. Not my sandwiches. I will not let you steal those. <laughs> Shano read a little truth from him earlier. He's a big fan of the Taz show. He tweeted something. <laughs> Dennis is panicking. Looks like Dennis Jones went next level and hacked a Taz show fan. And that Taz show fan is nothing other than the world famous Carmella. Okay, take two. Is the world famous <laughs> Chan Man? <laughs> I was reading something. I is wish he world- was a fan of the show. Hey, listen. Chan Man's a good-looking guy, but he don't look like Carmella, let's be honest. Um, Chan Man tweeted this on November 14th at 9 p.m. roughly Eastern. That was two days ago. If Carmella cashes in her Money in the Bank briefcase during the Champion vs. Champion match Survivor Series, does the match become a title match for all three women? So see? Mm-mm-mm. That's where Dennis got it. That's with Dennis. Dennis, you want to defend yourself? Uh, I mean, does a I didn't get it from Chan Man, but great minds think alike defense work here? No, no. Everyone knows they see through your chubby, gullible bullshit that you've been doing for for a long time on the show. Hey, Anthony, is this not true about him? He he was looking right now. He's like, oh man, <laughs> they found me out. He was sweating. As we speak, he's blocking. He was looking right now. He's like, oh, man. I would never do that. That's the sweating. Out of every single Tasho fan that deserves to be blocked, Chan Man is the last person. (laughs) That deserves to be blocked. No, I know. I know. That was just funny. Yeah, you got that from Chan Man. You really suck, Dennis. Um, All right. So so anyway, uh, so there's the deal. That could happen. All right, so Team SmackDown wins. Paige uh, will be the mystery person, I feel, and that she will win. She, If she's debuting back, she has to win, and she'll be the one who comes in and helps the team win. It's going to be a good show, guys. Survivor Series is going to be good. This looks good on paper, and it's going to be good when they do it live. Speaking of live, no show tomorrow, but we will be live 11 p.m. Eastern. Tashshow.com, radio.com app. Uh, more details during the weekend. Pretty sure we're doing video. 
Not sure, but for sure, sure. But we're pretty sure we're going to on uh, Sunday, right after Survivor Series. Instant react for you people. Uh, give me Clubhouse Jones, uh, you know, Dennis, uh, the whole kit and caboodle, the KFJ, Seth will be in the house, you know, everybody. Uh, Anthony will be running around. We'll, we'll get some food going. We'll, we'll get it all going. You know, it's going to be great. Can't wait. All right. So, uh, so that's the deal. So make sure you guys check it out. We'll pump it out. We'll get some more information out during the weekend. No show tomorrow, like I said, but you guys should have a great weekend. Watch some football, for God's sakes, and uh, some hoops, and uh, do your thing, and then uh, watch yourself a little Survivor Series on uh, Sunday. And then you check out the Tash Show, 11 p.m. Eastern live streaming reaction show. All right, guys, look, I appreciate everybody who called in the show, people who uh, jumped in the show uh, via Twitter. Thank you. Love you guys. And uh, be back. Well, we'll be back live on Sunday night, 11 p.m. Eastern. All right, guys, for everybody on the Taz Show, we thank you. I'm Taz, you're not. Goodbye. In the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. They movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay. I wanna go back to days with no grace. We ordered the kids' meal, play ball, that's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. So go and pour another drink just to get away. We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay. I'm hoping now.